now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Reel Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And I can't tell you how much we appreciate you all taking some of your Sunday night off to listen to us. I think we've got a really informative and entertaining show for you tonight. Let me just go run down who we've got as guest tonight. First, this individual, he is the director of the 2016 One Bass U.S. Open on Lake Mead. This will be the 34th edition of that tournament. Billy Egan, and Billy's going to update us on some of the happenings at this year's U.S. Open and also remind us of some of the dates that if you're fishing that you need to know to, to fish this event. So Billy Egan will be up with us right out of the gate. And then at 6 o'clock, Diane Simons will be with us. She is from the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary and Power Squadron. She runs a course for the auxiliary called Suddenly in Command. And it's going to be, if you are a boater or if you ride in somebody's boat, you're going to want to hear this because there's a lot of important information that you need to know and to remind the skipper or the boaters of what to do the next time you go boating. Stan is off tonight, but let me introduce to you the co-host of Ron Real Radio. She is the national sales manager for Iserline and a pretty outstanding outdoorsman in her own right, Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, getting ready to leave on another trip. Well, you know, let's talk about that. And then also you had another fishing adventure over this past week. We'll uh, we'll get with that after we talk with Billy Egan. But what do you say we get Billy on with us? Sounds good. All right. Hey, as I said, he is the uh, uh, Western Outdoor News One Bass Director for the U.S. Open. It's Billy Egan. And, Billy, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Hey, Wendy, how are you guys on this beautiful Sunday? Man, we are, we're doing great. Hey, I've got to ask you, though, you had a chance, you and your, uh, your son, to go out and take advantage of the saltwater bite. How'd you guys do out there? We went out on the Pacific Star for an overnighter. We had a good uh, trip. Uh, the swallow kind of picked up a little bit, you know, and when you're, when you're out chasing tuna, you've you got to run them down. And we got on a couple spots uh, for some yellowfin tuna, uh, but uh, didn't find the numbers, but uh, had a great time. The captain and crew were great, and uh, Liam uh, really had a great time out there. Uh, we've been eating sushi ever since, so can't complain. Well, 
hey, you have a big event coming on up. Can you believe the 34th anniversary of the U.S. Open? And you're the guy that's in charge of the whole thing. Why don't you give us some details on some of the things that will be happening at the 2016 U.S. Open this year? Well, this will be the uh, seventh U.S. Open that I've now been in charge of. And, uh, you know, every year gets uh, – it's just a fun event. I mean, everybody that comes out has a great time. You know, obviously it's a prestigious event. It's one of the biggest – uh, and oldest hundred thousand dollar plus tournaments out there uh, before BASS and FLW. So um, a lot of people's lives have changed by winning that tournament and uh, put them on the map. You know, like Aaron Martins and Rich Tauber and you name it. The the names are are plentiful here for the U.S. Open. But this year's U.S. Open is going to be uh, September twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth out at Lake Mead. Always at Lake Mead. It's We'll never leave like me because uh, it's a level playing field and, uh, you know, it really puts the test of the guy's equipment and their mental fortitude to be able to go out there and catch five each day to stay on top. But uh, we've got some great sponsors that are involved. As always, uh, Bridgeford Foods is back. They're doing Bridgeford in the Boat contest. So if anybody <clears throat> has some of their Bridgeford uh, food product in there and uh, they get randomly chosen during the wins, they'll win a free Entry into the 2017 U.S. Open, uh, one pro and one co. Costa is back uh, headlining the live broadcast that we'll do, and they're going to be uh, naming uh, the highest finishing pro without a sunglass sponsorship for a year, wrapping their boat, their truck. Daiwa's going to be back. All, all the big sponsors, and obviously Nitro, we're going to be giving away one of their brand-new Z20 uh, holds with a Mercury 200 uh, Optimax. Uh, Pro SX, so uh, a lot of prestige, a lot of fun, and uh, right now we're sitting way ahead of the game. Last two years, we've had about 167, 168 boats, so we increased by one, and I hope to do that at least this year. And uh, we've already got 175 anglers signed up, which is kind of way ahead of last year, so it's looking wow. good. Well, you know, you also have an early bird special coming up. Tell us about that deadline, and uh, for those fishermen that, that meet that deadline, what's in it for them? Well, fortunately, we had an early, early bird for a couple other prizes, but uh, our normal early bird ends uh, next Friday, the 29th. <clears throat> Basically, there's uh, seven prizes up for grab. We've got uh, pairs of two pairs of Costa sunglasses that we're going to give away. We've got two $500 uh, gift certificates to Yozuri, two $500 gift certificates to Bass Pro Shops, and A&M Graphics, one of the sponsors of the events, is going to be uh, giving away a $2,500 boat wrap uh, to one uh, lucky angler. So if you get signed up with a deposit or a full payment, don't have to sign up with somebody at the time to qualify for the early bird <clears throat> by next Friday. You can already qualify to win some stuff before you ever hit the water. So some great incentives. There's always a good payout. Uh, the fishing is always uh, challenging yet fun. And uh, a lot of memories and friendships are built in uh, long-lasting traditions there at the U.S. Open. Well, you know, Billy, uh, you know, over the course of 34 years, we've seen Lake Mead in many, many stages. I, You know, I fished it one year when it was six feet above a flood stage, and they had the floodgates up. This year... The lake is fishing at probably historically the lowest level it's ever been at. Uh, uh, you know, any thoughts on how Lake Mead's going to fish this year? Yeah, that's been a concern. It, you know, last year was a concern. A lot of anglers uh, expressed their interest in, you know, of concern of the water levels. But I, I've spoken to National Park Services, also Colville Bay. Um, they do this, this uh, basically the same time every year. They've been letting water out. 
um, and they always do this time of year. And then come uh, end of July, they start putting water back in. So they did this last year. They also, the National Parks told me that they're going to extend the uh, low water launch ramp while the water's low again uh, before the water starts rising. But it always rises through September. And we should be somewhere similar where we were last year with at least three lanes for launching. And like I've told everybody, no matter what the conditions are, the U.S. Open's the U.S. Open. You got to get up a little earlier at lunch, then you got to get up earlier. But it's going to happen. It's going to go off. Yeah, I know. And and uh, hats off, obviously, to the uh, National Park Service and Colville Bay for working on that launch ramp so that uh, not only the general public can use that, but also it be available for the U.S. Open. Correct. Uh, they right. do a great job down there, and Colville Bay is a great uh, marina. They, we've been working with them for years. Uh, we're host hoteling at the uh, Boulder Station Casino, so if anybody's looking to book a room for the tournament, uh, all they've got to do is call in the 800 number and mention BCI Bass or Wombass U.S. Open to get the discounted rate. So uh, you still got time to get in one for the early bird, and the final deadline before uh, you can't get in the tournament is September 2nd. So get signed up and make this make history with this U.S. Open. Well, Billy, the U.S. Open is one of the grandest and richest tournaments uh, out here on the West Coast and uh, one of the top tournaments uh, that's run throughout the country. Uh, for the fishermen that does make the top prize, uh, kind of give us a little bit of an idea that what's at stake. Well, um, you know, the payouts are uh, posted up on our website. We, we base those on 150 boats. Fortunately, the last couple of years, we've been uh, past that. So uh, first place pro is going to win the, the boat package, which is the Z20 uh, with the uh, 200 Pro uh, SX on it, worth uh, about $35,000 plus $50,000 cash guaranteed. And then any boats over 150 will just be cheese on the top of that. So, um, you know, you're looking to walk away with all your sponsors' prizes in first place on the pro side with about $100,000 in prizes in cash. On the AAA side, there's also prizes. We uh, pay in a one-in-five one structure. So basically, you know, with 150 uh, people, you pay about 30 spots. So if we get over 150, we just increase that by one-in-five shots. So uh, at least, you know, at the bottom rung, which we do uh, for the 30th spot through, I think, uh, 20th or 20, 25th, they get their money back for the tournament. So they get a great time uh, out there. It is a shared weight tournament. Uh, format where uh, the pros and the co's are working together so um, it makes it for a little fun uh, more fun out there and you're working together as a team whether the AAA catches them which is the amateur or the boater the pro uh, you know the best five fish they bring in is uh, what's going to make it happen so it's fun anybody that uh, has never fished a tournament before come on out and join in as an amateur and get three days of fishing with the pro that, you know, that are big name pros, California pros, uh, Arizona, Utah. We got guys coming all the way from Japan, Korea, Australia to fish this event. So it's a great thing and a great time. And the people that have fished it for many years, you know, look forward to it every year. And heck, I do too. You know, uh, not all, oh, go, go on, Wendy. What do the temperatures look like for your tournament? Well, typically, uh, we've been running the last few tournaments in September. We've run some in July before. Fortunately, the last few years that we've done it in September, the uh, the outside temperature was never really over 80 or 98 degrees, never eclipsed the 100-degree uh, level the last few years. But it's still muggy. You know, it's not so much the heat out there as it is the monsoons that can uh, pick up uh, in a moment's notice. And the last three years in a row, 
at least one of those days, Mother Nature raised her head and gave the guys a difficult time getting back in through the narrows, which is always a fun adventure, even if yeah. it's not, uh, you know, throwing or blowing. But, uh, you know, it should be, you know, uh, moderate temperatures, you know, for, for Lake Mead. It's not going to be, you know, exasperatingly hot, but it's going to put the test on these guys. They're going to have to hydrate well. They're going to have to acclimate themselves prior to the tournament and, uh, you know, make some uh, good mental decisions for three days straight. Well, you know, Billy, I know a lot of the pros think that this event is uh, the event with where they find the most level playing field of any event that's run in the country. You've got three days of pre-fishing, and you're in that weather one way or the other. You've got one press day, and then you've got three days of tournament. And uh, that in itself it can be an enduro, not only for the fishermen, but for the equipment. Yeah, for the equipment as well. And, and fortunately, uh, we get a lot of support with our event. We, we've got uh, Angler's Marine coming out with their uh, uh, repair truck to make sure to keep our guys on the water. And, and always, Mercury has always supported us with their service crew. Uh, Mark Nicoletti is actually coming back out of retirement. All um, right. Uh, work the service truck for us again this year at the U.S. Open and keep the guys on the water that run Mercury's. And, uh, you know, the Bass Pro Shops out there, uh, they help the anglers out, but uh, you know the 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 more we can uh, get support like that, the better. Because you know three days with these boats, you know anything can happen, and with the low water levels, and guys not being real familiar with the lake, uh, there's things that pop up out of the water when you're not ready. So the equipment right. does get a test on it, as well as the the mental aptitude and physical aptitude of these guys. Now, Billy, uh, there's a lot of, uh, obviously, local interest here in the Southern California area because we all have friends and pros that we've known for a long, long time fishing this. We like to keep updated with what they're doing. How uh, are we going to be able to do that, and uh, what provisions has Western Outdoor News made for us to keep uh, updated daily with uh, the, what's happening on the lake? Well, basically, uh, this will be the fourth year that Costa Sunglasses is going to present the uh, U.S. Open entirely live via webcast. So uh, anybody that goes to our website, wombass.com, during the event and starting with the Sunday prior when we do our Sponsors Row uh, event as well as the partner pairing, we'll go live for that. And uh, you'll be able to watch the entire event from partner pairing to uh First day's uh, launch, information during the day through the uh, live broadcast. We'll be doing radio check-ins with Dan O'Sullivan that will be on the water. And uh, then we'll be live each day at the weigh-ins, uh, which usually starts about 2 o'clock uh, through about 4.30 or so. And then a post-game show each day with uh, the day's leader telling us you know, a little bit about it. How, what they caught them on, what worked, and what didn't, what they expect to do the next day. So uh, the live broadcast is a great way for people to find out what's going on. And Bridgeford is sponsoring the live leaderboard as well. So we've got another digital board that will be updating people as they're watching the live broadcasts, who's in the lead and stuff. So it uh, And on our website, we'll have blog information that's sent in each day with photos and captions and updates as well. So... Check out wombass.com, and if you're thinking of signing up, go to wombass.com uh, as well, or our Facebook page uh, at Wombass. Uh, you can look me up, Bill Egan, send me a question, anything about it. We'll get you an entry form. We'll get you any information you need, and it's a lot of fun and a good way to win some money and, and uh, kind of up your game in the bass industry. Well, not only talking about winning money, but uh, one of the exciting features of this event is uh, each and every fisherman fishing in that contest is just one cast away 
from winning a pretty good prize when it comes to the big fish uh, jackpots. And WN has always been, uh, you know, really innovative with that. Tell us what the fishermen uh, can win for big fish. Well, with their entry on the uh, amateur level, AAA level, it's uh, $600. That automatically puts them in the cash option monies as well as the $1,600 entry on the pro side. We give away optional money on each day. Uh, We do uh, the five biggest fish on the pro side, the five biggest fish on the co side. Each get $1,000 each day for a total of $30,000 in big fish money during that event. Um, we also give away uh, uh, optional money, which is included at, with a big stringer. So the guys that bring in the biggest five fish limit each day, uh, the pro and the co, each will be walking away with $2,000 that day. So that's uh, right there. That's you know $12,000 in big fish money, and uh, uh, it's a great incentive out there, even when you feel like you're out of the game and you know, it hasn't put together for you. You're casting every single cast because any cast could be $1,000. Okay, and and is there any uh, a special prize for the overall big fish of the event? Yeah, we we've uh, put some prizes right now together for the big fish. There's uh, gift certificates, there's sunglasses. We've got about five items that we're going to be giving away, and I've got one big one that we're working on. We haven't got the, the ink on the dotted line, so I can't mention it. But we're going to make sure that big fish this year gets uh, you know not only the thousand dollars a day. Uh, uh, optional monies, but uh, some good prizes to walk away. They're going to get a mounted fish uh, of that fish from Gray's Taxidermy and uh, a lot of other stuff. So we'll be announcing more of the stuff as soon as we iron out some of the details as we get closer. Okay, well, Billy, again now, give us the dates for the U.S. Open that we're going to have to remember and for any further details or if we want to enter, uh, where's the place to go? You can get a hold of me at uh, Western Outdoor News, Juan Bass, at 949-366-0248. Also email me at Bill E, the letter E, at WONews.com. But if you go to our website, WonBass.com, we've got most information there. If you check us out on Facebook, uh, Juan Bass at Facebook, even Bill Egan at Facebook, uh, you'll always get information. I'm updating my Facebook with the information so that everybody's tied in. Uh, or you can call the office at 949-366-0303, and we'll, we'll get in touch with you. But the tournament is September 12th, 13th, and 14th. Last day to enter is September 2nd. Last day for the early bird is July 29th. So give us a call. We'd love to see you there, and we'd love to get it to, to your boats eventually uh, the more we get closer and closer. And you said already this year you're way ahead of the entries, uh, as far ahead as you've been in a long time. Yeah, we've got a total of 175 entries. We've got about 80 pros signed up, and the remainder of those are triples uh, or amateurs. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's funny, at the end of June we had our early, early bird incentive where we had, I think, 33 people signed up at that point last year, June 30th. And this year we had 144 signed up by June 30th. So, we were way ahead of the game in June, and we're also still making momentum here in July. And at the end of the early bird, I'm sure we'll break another record. And uh, hopefully at the event, we'll be uh, increasing the number and breaking 170 this year. You know, and this is going to be a, a great year to come because I believe uh, BASS is having uh, uh, their big fish off. So some of the the big names that have fished this tournament before will probably be trying to fish that BASS event. So this is going to be the opportunity for the everyday fisherman that wants to uh, fish on the pro side to 
really fish a big-time event and go out there and win some money and and uh, maybe stand the opportunity of catapulting themselves onto the national scene. Yep, just like Roy Hawk did last year and Rusty Brown and those guys. Obviously, there's guys like Clifford Perch that's won it three times. Aaron Martin's won it three times. Mike Folkstad's won it three times, you know. And uh, Clifford, anytime Clifford's not here, yeah, anybody can win it. So <laughs> <laughs> Clifford is one of the toughest guys out in the Desert Lakes, and even Aaron Martin said that, you know, but Rick Klein, you know, uh, Gary Klein, uh, all of them have loved this tournament, and uh, hopefully next year we'll be uh, coming up with a date that works uh, to get those BASS guys out again and uh, maybe push 200, so uh, hopefully uh, when they come out with their new schedule, I'll be able to take a look at dates and see if there's something that might work. Well, you know, you never know. There may be 162 pros that are happy with that date exactly where it is, Billy. So, yeah. uh, hey, well, you know, we look forward to uh, being at Lake Mead for a couple of days for the U.S. Open. And I hope we have the opportunity to speak with you again, maybe right after the final sign-up, just to go over some of the, the, the great things that are happening with the U.S. Open. And I can't thank you enough for being with us tonight. Thanks, John, Wendy. Always great being on the show. And, uh, again, Anybody's interested, wombass.com or uh, check us out on Facebook. All right. Bill Egan, director of One Bass and the U.S. Open coming on up September 12th, 13th, and 14th. Billy, thanks a lot for being with us tonight. Okay. Hey, that's it for the first segment of Ron Real Radio. Stan is on a long-range trip. Wendy Toshahar is here tonight. Hey, coming up next. It's going to be John and Wendy talking a little bit about fishing, so stay tuned. There's still lots more Rod Real Radio to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east main and el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. This segment of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> I mean, that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, we do want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Wendy and I have some exciting news for everyone. Ron Real Radio is now available as a podcast that you sub- can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for Ron Real Radio and subscribe. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available. Download past shows and listen anytime you want. Hey, you can also go to ronrealradio.com. Hit the archive page, and all the shows for about the past 10 years are archived over there. So listen to Ron Real Radio anytime you want. Never be without us. Well, Wendy, boy, you've got... You've had an exciting last week, and you've got even a more exciting week coming on up. Tell us a little bit about what's happened and what's happening. Okay. Well, on Tuesday, um, I belong, Merritt and I belong to the L.A. Rod and Reel Club, and they have their annual King of the Calico Tournament, uh, which they've turned to King of the Club Tournament now. Okay. Um, but uh, we were Team A, and there was Teams A, B, and C, six men to a team, and we fished on John Fuqua's boat, um, the island tack. And we fished six people the first day, second day, and third day. Well, the first day, we were down 20 points. The second day, Merritt and I fished. We made up those 20 points and were ahead by 22 points. So we gained 42 points. So we were sitting in last place on day one. And then in day two, we were sitting in first place. And then in day three, our anchors, they were fishing, and they were in second place. But they had three more casts to make. 
and boy, did they have an amazing ending. They caught two sixes and a nine. Holy mackerel. All right. Yep. So we ended up winning up winning the Calico Tournament. Well, what were you guys uh, throwing? And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the rigs you had to get these fish. Well, we ended up fishing um, Anacapa Island. And... Um, the uh, and different we all fished in different spots because of weather. You know, um, fishing the Channel Islands, you never know where you can go. Um, so uh, I was using, and the best color out there was either the um, clear with red flake swim bait or a like um, any any red, but really the clear with red flake uh, four inch hammer kicked some butt. Robbie. Um, who was on our trip on another team, every single cast. So uh, artificials and live bait, uh, the key was casting far. A lot of guys um, can't cast, didn't have the right equipment to cast as far, um, but the people that were able to cast um, close to the rocks and closer to the kelp were the ones who got the bigger fish. And how about uh, were you using artificials, uh, live bait? Uh, and if you were using artificials, what color combinations worked well for you? Um, we were using the big hammers, the uh, um, clear with red flake number sixteen in the four yeah. inch, and I was also using a five and a half inch in the red uh, red rum and red calico hunter. Um, and then also live bait was working well uh, for the guys using live bait. The they were using sardines. Wow. Well, man, that sounds like a fun time. Now, uh, you know, for winning first place, uh, bragging rights or uh, what was at stake? Bragging rights. This was uh, either the <laughs> third or fourth year that we've won this tournament. So uh, this is the last year. Now they're splitting us up. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You mean you don't even get a preferred parking space in front of the clubhouse? Uh, we actually get um, Jim Pierce from Leadmaster makes uh, the winner's jacket. All so right. we'll get a King of the Club jacket with our names on it. Oh, man. Now, you uh, have a trip coming on up here that you're going to be going out on the searcher with Captain, you know, uh, Art Stevens. Uh, uh, and tell us about that trip. And Do you have any room left on it? You know, uh, this is an annual trip. It's been going on since 2004, and it is booked. All right. Um, yeah, so, um, but it's a great trip. It's, this is the perfect time to go. This always seems like the start where it's just booming, where the fish just really start biting. So hopefully again this year that'll happen. This is a five-day, um, so we'll be leaving tomorrow morning. And uh, lots of regulars, lots of friends. Hi, Dave Rare. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's driving to the landing already. He's going right. to spend the night in San Diego. But um, this is a great trip. We're going to probably, on the way out, maybe fish Coronados, maybe hit the tuna ground. Uh, Art usually likes to have us go um, fish Cedros or Bonitos, um, depending on the weather, whether, you know, weather permitting. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to go, but we'll find out on Monday. All right. Well, and, you know, don't you have, after this, one more trip coming on up that's ladies only, or is that something you've already run? No, that's coming up in August. I have five spots left. It's a three-day over the weekend, and uh, I believe it's trip number 19, the last weekend in August. And it's an all-ladies trip. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast. And for those of you 
those guys that are listening who have trouble teaching your wives and girlfriends how to fish or don't have the patience, <laughs> we will teach your wives and girlfriends or daughters how to fish from rigging, casting, uh, hooking on their own bait, tying their own knots. They'll be able to do it, then you won't have to help them, and then they can kick their kick your butt. <laughs> <laughs> that is a double-edged sword, you know, because... Uh... <laughs> As soon as you teach them how, how to fish, man, they do go out, and they wound out fishing you. But I tell you, there's no better feeling than going out with your significant other and fishing with them and watching them hook up a big fish. Great feeling. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and another thing about this trip, it's going to be really fun. We're going to have games, and, you know, it is a ladies' trip. So the crew may have to dress up. As a lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I've, I've already seen, uh, uh, it, this is on the searcher, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I've already seen Captain Taylor with a tank top on and uh, uh, shorty shorts, and it's, it's, no, it's no beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have a contest, and, and they all said that they would participate, so it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Wendy, you know, you're going out at exactly the right time because the fishing off of our coast is uh, uh, just uh, fantastic. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the high points so far this week is uh, the point uh, out of Point Loma, the new Luann caught a 130-pound opa, and, you know, that's one heck of a fish. Yeah, nice. You know, I really like Marcus. I fished with Marcus, and he's, he's a biologist. Um, so he understands the fish, but he's also a captain, and he's got – he really, really – every year you watch that boat, and you will see him consistently bring in a 100- 200-pound bluefin because he's got, a, he's got a technique that the other guys don't do. Well, they're catching on now, but what he's doing, he's dropping down iron, and some of them are glow um, down 60 fathoms. And he's jigging up those big fish. Wow. You know, well, the landings are really coming through. Liberty reported out of uh, Fisherman's Landing that uh, uh, on uh, Sunday uh, by 2 p.m. they had 135 yellowtail. That turned out to be pretty good. And the the Pacific Quest was out on a two-day with just eight passengers and had already hooked in and uh, landed 30 yellowfin tuna. So they were doing pretty good over there. And... Over at Seaforth, the Eclipse on a two-and-a-half day, they had 86 yellowtail, 50 yellowfin, 8 dorado. Real good count over there. The Pacific Star was out on a day-and-a-half. They had 13 yellowfin tuna, 1 dorado, and 1 yellowtail. And, man, you talk about great fishing. Uh, the San Diegan uh, out of uh, Seaforth over there with Captain Ryan, a Bostonian, uh, he reports that from the island, they had 132 yellowtail, 78 bonita. They're fly lining baits and yo-yoing jigs. So if you want to go out and go on the three-quarter day boats right now, they're having great yellowtail bites. You can use your yo-yo irons. You can just go out there. If you don't feel good throwing an iron, you could uh, just fly line your baits. And those yellowtail are between 12 and 25 pounds. And, and you go- know, John, yes? not only the San Diego boats, but all the way up our coast, all the way up to the Channel Islands, those guys are catching yellowtail. 
they seem to be all over the place. And uh, for you people that uh, look forward to listening to Phil Freeman at this time, Phil had another engagement. And unfortunately, I don't have some of those uh, uh, Northern Landing reports. But uh, for those of you coming on down here to uh, San Diego, the, the landings are doing great. You look at H&M, even the Malahini. We had Captain uh, Bill Wilkerson on. They had 18 people on their boat. They had 53 Yellowtail and 51 Bonita. Had a great catch. And the Premier, even on the half day, they're starting to get some Yellowtail, but they're still doing great with Calico Bass and Rockfish. Uh, the Alicia was out with seven people. They had 13 Yellowtail. Uh, Old Glory was out on an overnight with 20 people. They had 20 Yellowfin Tuna. Uh, the producer was on an overnight with 28 people. They had 10 Yellowfin Tuna. And uh, the real champion was on out there and had some uh, uh, ran in some great yellowfin tuna. And then just uh, boats that haven't come on in yet, the Constitution, they're right now saying they've got 69 yellowfin tuna. They're on an overnight. The Ocean Odyssey returned this morning with 74 yellowfin tuna on a day and a half. The chief just came on back from going down the coast, had loads of, of big yellowtail and also a good catch on yellowfin tuna. The Ranger 85 out of H&M, right now they've got 126 yellowfin tuna. And uh, then also the Legend is out there. They're on a two-and-a-half-day trip. And on the first day of the two-and-a-half-day trip, they had 123 yellowfin tuna. So it seems like the season is pretty much underway right now. So if you've been thinking about, well, I'm going to wait till the fish counts come up or the weather is good or whatever it is, you know, this year it seems like the weathermen have been off more than usual. When we have lousy weather, we have good weather. When we have good weather, we have lousy weather. If you can get out any time to go fish, Wendy, this seems to be the time to do it. It is the time, and you know, those yellowfin have grown up. Those those guys are, are a pretty nice grade of tuna right there. Right. Hey, that's it for our local yellowtail report or your local fishing report right now. Uh, Phil Friedman will be back next week. It's time for Wendy and I to take a break. But coming up next is Captain James Nelson, the fish icon with his local report. Stay tuned. There's still lots more Rod Real Radio to come. And starting at 6 o'clock. We're going to have Diane Simons on. She is with the uh, U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary. And we're going to be talking about what happens if you find yourself suddenly in command. So stay tuned. There's still lots more to come on Rod and Reel Radio. Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. 
All Isoline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Isoline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. And we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, now it's time for the fish icon, Captain James Nelson, with a Southern California Inshore Report. Captain James, good Sunday evening to you. Hey, happy Sunday to you guys. Hey, you know, we're James, uh, you know, as you heard just before, uh, just in our immediate offshore area, it seems like everything is uh, really going. What's happening uh, in the inshore area? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> apparently we're oblivious to what's going out there. there. You know, we've been inside just having fun, catching bass, catching sharks, catching rays. I mean, it's, it's the good old-fashioned uh, bay variety. You never know. Corvina, needlefish. Yeah, we got needlefish now. What's going on there? What, what, needlefish? <laughs> Where'd those come from? <laughs> I think they came from Florida or something, huh? I don't know. Yeah, tell us about the needlefish bite. Are they uh, are they biting bait? Are they biting silvery things? Or are you, you wishing they just wouldn't bite at all? Well, you know, yeah, in a lot of ways I wish they'd leave us alone because you know what they're really biting, John, is all those plastic that you keep selling me at a premium, so they're ripping them <laughs> apart, and I'm having to come in and buy another 50. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking you hired them. <laughs> oh, needlefish are even worse than uh, the lizardfish uh, when it comes uh, to plastics, but... That's right. Do you keep on throwing and check those out? Because when you get them on, they're almost like uh, you know catching a, a, a small barracuda. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is fun to see something different, even if it is uh, 14 inches long and doesn't bend the rod tip. It's it just needs seeing different things. That's my opinion. You know, Captain Jim, I can't tell you. You know, I get a lot of uh, dads and granddads come in here to the shop, and they they bring the the kids or the grandkids with them and you know the first place they're looking to go fish when it comes salt water is how to go about fishing the bay either mission bay or san diego bay they don't have a boat they're not really experienced you know they could have uh, fished up in the the sierras or or done some of the uh, the freshwater lakes over here but when it comes to salt water they have absolutely no cue uh, no you know they they have no clue at all and we'll help them, and we've got maps here of uh, Mission in San Diego Bay and tell them the places to fish with the artificials and, and how to use bait. But a lot of times when I'll tell them, I say, you know, one of the best things to do is to go out with a guide like Captain James Nelson because not only will you catch, you know, 
you know, a lot of the fish that you like catching, like the um, uh, the uh, the bass and the halibut and everything like that. But you can take the kids on that there, and Captain James will bring them on big bat raids and leopard sharks and everything. And you should see how big the eyes on these kids get. So I can just imagine what's happening when you've actually got them out there on the boat. You know, it's it's a blast. I mean, especially when you've got kids that are, you know, you know they're battling a fish that's a little bit bigger than they probably could handle, and Dad's there saying, oh, let me help you. And, and the boy turns around, or even the girl turns around and says, I got this one. And it's just me watching them <laughs> struggle. they got the rod all, all in weird positions. You know, I'm trying to get them to get the form with the left hand in front of the reel and lift and lift up, lying down, and, and they're just flopping all over, cranking this fish in, the reel spinning. And before you know it, the thing's in the net and everybody's happy. And it's, it's just a blast. It's a kick of something different. Wow, you're not kidding. And, and, you know, one thing about, you know, the kids, and we always want to emphasize this, that a lot of times they don't really care what they're tugging on. But, boy, if they're tugging on something and if it happens to be a big tug, man, it is uh, a memory for a lifetime. Absolutely, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's it's one thing to go out and, you know, uh, and, and chase certain fish and just get out there and be in the thrill of the hunt. And then it's another thing just to kick back and go fishing. And, you know, we're seeing that all across the board now, John, whether it's a new species you can check off your list or a big species. I mean, you're talking guys that are putting their bass rods down and going out and catching big tuna. I mean, it's it's really fun. And all, all up and down, we've got... Things happening. Uh, it's kind of weird because I'd say the yellowtail bite's kind of goofy. It's it's come and go, and it doesn't want to really stabilize like it normally would this year. But when you can get Bonita outside the you know Harbor Island, and you can get needlefish down further in the bay, and you're catching. I mean, I've never seen the butterfly rates like they are this year, and those are hard pulling fish. And so it's just something really neat. Yeah, we've. Uh... We've had some of the fishermen come into the shop, and those uh, rays they have caught have been upwards of uh, 130 pounds. And they they bring in their, their pen 50 and uh, their rod. They look at us, and they go, uh, uh, how come uh, the fish get away on this, uh, this rod and reel setup? Uh, for some reason, I crank their drag down as far as I can, and it just doesn't happen. What some of the equipment are you using for some of these larger fish? Well, I'm using a, uh, a a good pin boat rod, you know, and uh, we've got the Shimano. Oh, what are those things that I've got? It's it's a level line reel. It's but it's got a clicker, okay. and it's you know. The, excuse me, my my brain's been up since 4 a.m. So sounds, sounds like a Takoda. <laughs> Is that a Takoda? It's a Takoda, exactly. Yeah. They're, but they're the 500, so they hold a lot of line. And one of the tricks that I found when we're fishing for sharks and rays is uh, I don't go with braid. The main reason is braid is one thing when you're holding the rod in your hand and you're, and you're able to uh, work with the drag. But when what we're doing is we're putting the rods in the rod holder with the clicker on. And if you get that fish to, to pinch that line into itself, as braid sometimes does, that can mean your leader's going to pop. Because, you know, we're, if usually you're fishing braid, you've got a heavier line than you do leader. And you put too much stress on that, and something's going to give, and it usually goes at the leader. So what, what I've done is I just go straight 40-pound uh, all the way. So it's 40-pound it's all the way to the Arbor Knot, all Iser line, uh, the double X, 
and it goes straight 40 pounds to the uh, to where I still uh, use a slip weight with a swivel, so we got a leader there. But I'm also using a 40 pound leader. At times I'm using the fluorocarbon leader, so um, the reason for that is abrasion resistance, you know. And we're going with short leader. We're not going too long, maybe 14 inch leader to an eight aught motu type hook or a, an, an octopus hook. We'll use uh, a lot of times those gamagatsu octopus hooks are perfect. Pinch the barb down, throw a hunk of meat on there, put in the rod holder with the clicker, and just wait. You know, and, uh, oh, and that's on. a beefy rod. Those, those rods that, that I'm using, uh, forgive me for forgetting the model, but uh, but it's it's just a beefy, good old fashioned, you know, saltwater boat rod, seven foot, and it. I mean, it's a broomstick. I mean, you can shoot pool with it when you're not fishing. I mean, but you got to get the right fish on there, and you'll know it because that's when that thing starts pulling down and bending down to the fifth guy. You know, you got something nice. You know, well, you know, talking about uh, being a broomstick, uh, uh, Dave Conway, who I am working in the shop right now, we had a customer bring in an old tuna rod that was made out of solid oak. And uh, who knows how old that thing was. And uh, uh, the customer said, I'd want you th- to restore this. And and Dave did a great job on that, uh, not only, uh, you know, uh, redoing the finish and the button and the real seat and the, and the guides and everything else like that. It probably looks as good, if not better, than the, when the rod was built at the turn of the century. But, you know, I think I know where the adage fishing stick came from it came from one of these sticks that these guys used to use at the turn of the century for these big fish literally a stick (laughs) but that's great you know you gotta imagine there was a time where somebody saved up money in between paychecks so he could go out and get that when it was brand new one of the things you know we do over here too is uh we, uh, uh, you know, when people are looking to, to take kids out uh, or to go out as a family or friends, when we recommend you, we're just not recommending some guy that has a fishing boat that, that goes out every once in a while. And this is kind of in, in light, too, of what we're doing right now. We've got uh, uh, Diana Simons from the Coast Guard Auxiliary that's going to be on 6 o'clock, and we're going to talk a little bit about a class that she runs called suddenly in command but as for yourself when someone comes aboard with you you're just not some guy that happens to have a boat that is uh you know taking people out you have a little background behind you before you even got to this point in time and and just tell us just briefly what it takes to get into the position that you're in right now to take uh, individuals out fishing well, that's, that's, uh, thank you for going in-depth on that, John. Yeah, I'm not just a guy with a boat. I also have granola bars and water. But, uh, <laughs> but the granola bars are good, uh, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the good granola. <laughs> you know, you come from out of town or out of state, you expect to come to California and have a granola bar, so we oblige them. <laughs> Got to hug a tree before they leave, too. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to have one while you're talking, so go on, Jim. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, you know, uh, Absolutely. You have to have, uh, A, a captain's license to be uh, on any Coast Guard uh, mandated waters, you know, navigable waters. So we're looking at um, from the bay on out, you have to have a uh, captain's license. Now, you don't uh, when uh, guiding in freshwater, but there are 
tons of other licenses involved that you need for both. For, so that's the main distinction between freshwater and saltwater. Saltwater, you have to have a captain's license. Now, there is some freshwater that you do, the Colorado River and any other main rivers. You also have to have a captain's license. So folks who travel, I mean, if you go someplace like on the Mississippi River, uh, don't just go with a guide. Make sure that he's got a captain's license as well. And there's reasons for that. There, there's uh, there's ship-to-ship communications and uh, both on radio and off radio that you need to know. There's there's navigating channels you need to know about. You know how to uh, do other things on the water. And not to mention, of course, first aid for you know infant, adult, child, anybody. You have to need to know first aid. You got to be certified for that. You got to agree to peeing in a cup every once in a while at random whenever they decide to call you. So you know you got to be part of that. You know part of a group um, that they that they do that. And uh, then there's also a consortium they call it. Then of course there's insurance up to you know up yes. to paperwork that you can imagine on that. Then there's licensing with your state. You know got to be licensed with the state of California as a fishing guide. You got to be bonded to be that way. And then you also have to have a uh, license. Your boat has to be licensed differently. If it's over 26 feet, most guys are going to register with the uh, Coast Guard. If not, then you're going to register with the DMV. But the DMV expects you to have a commercial vessel license, a, a vessel for hire, they call it, or livery license. And you'll know that if you look at the registration on most boats that are registered that way, will have an LE with them uh, as far as the lettering and numbers. Then you've got a fishing game commercial boat license. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in San Diego now, the, the Port of San Diego is working on a new port license for those of us who aren't oh, um, use, aren't yet in a marina. For those who are in a marina, they're already having their own port license. So a lot of these guys are down at the landings or working through the landings or, say, working through the hotel. I think uh, uh, Dr. John Grimm now, you know, he's uh, been a guy for a long time. He's works out of the Hilton down there in uh, Harbor Island, so he's got a port license to them. And so there's all these different things that you have to have, and not to mention, of course, you're not going to invest in all that. These aren't, most of these licenses aren't a matter of just writing a check. They're a matter of time. So you're not going to invest in that unless you really have the passion for the craft, I, I believe. And so you're talking about you've got to have time on the water, uh, anyway, as part of your captain's license, time on the water is not just book smart that they're looking for. And then there's uh, passing tests, but again, time on the water helps with all that. And and there's time on the water, a passion to be when you're not guiding to actually still be honing on what you're doing as far as an angler. Uh, I can't say that I'm the best fisherman out there. I know a lot of guys that are ten times better fishermen than me that will probably never want to be a guide. Um, and there are some that better fishermen than me that are better guides because of it. But, but even still, even if I can't uh, ever seem to know when exactly to set the hook on a fish when he bites, I still need to know how to find that fish. And even more so, that's a challenge to me because I, now it's somebody else who's going to set the hook. I can't blame myself if I miss that, that fish. I'm taking somebody who may have not had a rod in his hand for you know a couple years, going out there, catching fish that he's never fished for, a lot of times using gear that he's not familiar with because a lot of times I provide the gear. Now they're catching fish that they've never fished before, <laughs> and they've got to set the hook. So I better make sure that I put them on fish that if, for whatever reason, the fish doesn't set the hook correctly, uh, no problem because there's enough fish here, you'll get another bite. 
you know, so it, it, it goes into that. There, there's a lot to it. That, that's, or that question could be answered a whole segment of a whole show. I'll yeah, Captain James, I kind of liken it to a manager of a football uh, or, you know, the manager or coach of a football team or a baseball team. The so, Some of the most successful managers that we know of, yeah, they played the game, but they weren't necessarily the the top stars in the game. But when it comes to coaching and uh, knowing how to do what it is that they do, they're pretty darn good at it. And I've got to say that for you. Just one other last thing I know that you've got to do that I was really surprised at is you also have to restrict how many hours on the water that you have in a given period of time. What, what is that exactly? Uh, yeah, well... Fortunately for me, it's not that not that big of a thing because it's not like we do overnight or two day trips like a lot of the big charter guys do. Of course, then they have to manage their sleep while they're on the water. But yeah, I have to have a minimum four hours of uninterrupted sleep, and then of course eight hours of rest to go with that. So basically, if I'm getting up at four a.m., I have to be snoring no later than 12 <laughs> you know, and I have to be in bed by 8 p.m. So I, or at least rested, you know, uh, how, how exactly you rest. I don't, I don't know that that's yeah, necessarily. I'm not going to get into what you're doing with those other four hours in bed, Jim, but I know the family is happy to see you then. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey Captain James, if we want to get a hold of you and uh, book a full day trip, half day trip, go on the bay, going to our immediate offshore areas. How's the best way to go about doing it? Well, you can always reach me online at uh, my website, and I know I'm also on Rod and Real Radio, but uh, my website is thefishicon.com. It's T-H-E, the fishicon.com. Or check me out by telephone, 619-395-0799. All right. Captain James, thanks a lot for being with us, and we look forward to speaking to you again next Sunday night on Rod and Real Radio. Oh, always a pleasure, John. Thanks a lot, and you guys have a great week. All right. You hey, too. That, hey, Wendy, that's it for the first hour. Man, it whizzed by. But, uh, hey, coming up in the second hour, I've been trying to get this gal on for uh, a long time. Happy I could finally do it. It's uh, Diana Simon. She's from the Coast Guard Auxiliary. She runs a course called Suddenly in Command. We're going to find out what that's all about and, and get some of the tips that she has to help us uh, when it comes to safe boating and things that we need to know just in case there's an emergency. So stay tuned to Ron Real Radio. There's more to come after these messages. can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. 
If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take it, kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, welcome back to Roger Real Radio. Wendy Toshahara is with me tonight. Stan Vandenberg, he's on uh, the Top Gun 80 uh, with uh, Bobby Taft. And uh, if the fishing's anything like we reported on it earlier, I think we're going to have one heck of a report when uh, both Stan and Wendy come back next Sunday night. Wendy, you'll be back uh, by next Sunday, won't you? I will be. I'll be back on Saturday. Oh, good. So if we can get you away from the ceiling machine... Maybe, you know, you'll be able to do the radio show with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think I'm, this year I'm going to take it over to Mario's. Oh, that is great. Uh, that'll work out fine. You know, they do a great job over there. Hey, uh, listen, we're going to get on with our next guest. She is with the Coast Guard Auxiliary and, and the Power Squadron. We're going to find out what that's all about. She is an instructor for the Coast Guard. And she runs a, a class for them called Suddenly in Command. We're going to find out what that's all about. Diana Simons. Diana, how you doing? Hi, John. Thanks a lot for uh, having me come down here. No, no, thanks for coming because this is uh, uh, really we're going to be talking about something that I think is important to every boater and everyone that rides in a boat for sure. Well, that's why this class came about. It was in case something happens, Suddenly in Command, uh, what do you do? And it can be anything from... Uh, man overboard it could be uh, a guy getting hooked by a yeah a, a hook you know or a fish biting him or uh it could even be problems with the, the boat itself well um, let's before we start on you know the details of your class a lot of people they scratch their head and they go um what the heck is the coast guard auxiliary what do they do and then also the power squadron what is the power squadron okay the Coast Guard Auxiliary is the affiliation um, 
that works with the Coast Guard itself. Uh, we are the civilian part of it. We work with the Coast Guard. Uh, we do comms for them up there in the radio station. We also go out and help them uh, search and rescue. Uh, it's kind of like a, a military short uh, people side of it. You know, it's the human interest. It's people that have got the experience, uh, be it military or what, and they've got uh, a need to kind of help the government out because, of course, you know, we get paid extremely well for being out there. But we're, um, we fill in the gap because the Coast Guard Auxiliary is one of the smallest um, branches of the military and yet one of the very, very important ones. Okay. And then will you talk about Power Squadron? What is that? Power Squadron is for the recreational boater. Basically the same principle. We teach uh, boating safety. They teach a little bit more towards the boater themselves, how to take care of your boat, how to maintain your electricity. One of the best classes that they do teach is navigation, and it's starting everything from coastal navigation through celestial, which is still out there, guys. Those sadars are there. Yeah. <laughs> when your GPS goes down, your electronics don't work, that sexton, if you know how to work it, it's absolutely great. So. The power squadron is more for the everyday boater. So you have your choice. You can either help the military out by being in the auxiliary and working with the Coast Guard, or if you don't want to take on that big responsibility, you can become a regular everyday boater, and you can work with the public like we do, um, and teaching the public on a, 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 less, uh, a less military level, I would say. I guess that's the wrong word to use. I'm not sure. Uh, a more relaxed level. John's got a boat. He's not sure how to work on the engine, but he'd sure like to know. And this is what the Power Squadron does. So they teach a different set of classes, but the main thing that both of them concentrate on is boating safety. And that's why I teach the classes that I do, because number one is keeping you guys out there safe on the water. And if I can teach you one little thing during class, that sticks in your mind that can save your life, I'm absolutely thrilled for doing it. Well, you know, you happened to mention celestial navigation, and uh, our good friend Eddie McCune that helped uh, Stan and Bill in the early days of the show, uh, when uh, Eddie was looking to buy a boat to use as a, uh, you know, a sports fisher boat, he was trying to make the decision, do I build it from the water up or do I take something and do I renovate it? And he, desired, he decided to go to Honolulu and get one of the old PT boats. Oh, boy. And he bought one of the old PT boats, and then he strapped 55-gallon cans to the boat, filled it up with gasoline because they ran a gasoline at that time. There was no GPS. There was no anything. I mean, they uh, obviously they had a compass. And Eddie made it from... Uh, uh, Pearl Harbor on Oahu to Long Beach, made that trip, and was only two miles off using celestial navigation. And not only that, was down to his last 55-gallon drum and gas. So, uh, you know, it, it really is uh, uh, something to be able to use celestial navigation. Now, let's talk a little bit about yourself. Um, how did you uh, come about, uh, you know, going through the Coast Guard Auxiliary and then coming up with uh, this class that you teach? 
Uh, I started in the Coast Guard Auxiliary uh, 16, 17 years ago up in Bellingham, Washington. You live up there, you got those beautiful islands to play in. And um, I took a class, and that one class led to more classes, to becoming uh, a, a member of the auxiliary, to becoming an officer, to be working in district, and what have you. But it still all came down to me teaching, which is something I really thoroughly enjoy. I came down here about 10 years ago, I think, eight years ago, and um, hooked up with a flotilla down here. And teaching was one of the things that I felt that I could do as I could contribute the best out because that's the kind of person that I am. The suddenly in command class came out, and I really felt comfortable with it because it was taught mainly to women in the beginning. Even though I had a few husbands sitting in the background going, okay, she needs to know that because truth be known, not all captains are men. So on that hand, I had to change some of the wording in my class instead of a honeydew, it's now a skipper-do list. And uh, I, I enjoy teaching it, and I, I love having people come back and say, thank you for telling me about how to work my radio. Thank you for telling me about man overboard. Um, makes me feel good that way. Well, uh, the reason I, I invite you here tonight is to go over and the highlights of what we can get out of taking this class, who's it available to, and to go over some of the highlights. I know it normally, how long is the class itself normally? I, my classes can run anywhere from two to four, and I prefer the four-hour class because I can't get a whole lot done in two hours. Um, a four-hour class is a standard class for me. I can even take it longer depending on the needs of the individual group that's there. If they have boating savvy and can understand when I tell them, you know, to throw a halyard line over to get a man out of the water or to use a pulley from your davit to get a man up, they have some idea. But there's a lot of people out there, boaters that we have, recreational in particular, that aren't quite sure what some of these things are. And to tell a woman... Are you going to be able to get your 250-pound husband up on the boat? You know what she's going to say? First, I'm going to call the insurance company to make sure that he's covered. <laughs> and then I may throw him a line, and if I have to, I'll drag him into shore. So um, little things like that come in, come in real handy. Well, we're not going to be able to go through the full four-hour course oh. here. But let's go over the outline of some of the things you do cover because I know there are a lot of private boaters and a lot of passengers on private uh, boats that are listening here tonight that uh, we might, uh, you know, give them some clarity on some of the things that they just don't think about. And then maybe uh, they might see it as an incentive that going, you know what, I think I can use this class and I want to take it. So take it away. Okay, well, one of the first things you want to do is understand that when something goes wrong, it can be of any degree from a minor uh, cut to a massive heart attack. So the first thing, your first response will be don't panic. Take a breath. Think about what's going on uh, and then take charge of it. Somebody has to do that. The, the second response will come over is, did I do the right thing to prevent this accident from happening? Uh, like I said earlier, how can you gonna get that 250 pound person back on the boat? 
the third thing you're going to do is want to know how to prevent it. Uh, you had mentioned earlier about taking a Red Cross class, CPR. These are all important. Um, knowing what emergency equipment is on your boat and can somebody actually open the first aid kit and use it? Because remember, folks, you are the first responder out there. When you make a mayday call, do you know how long it's going to take that person, be it the Coast Guard, vessel assist, or somebody to come to your aid? You need to know what to do. And so that's what suddenly in command is all about. Um, it starts at the dock. When you, when you first get your passengers or your friends that are going on board with you, make sure they know where the life jackets are. You give the good ones to your friends, those orange dog collars, well, you know how it goes. Priority, it goes up and down. Um, fire extinguishers, where are they at? Can you get to it? You don't want to put a fire extinguisher right next to the galley because nine times out of ten, that's where the fire's going to be. Uh, some captains also have things on board their boat, what we call don't touch or don't do. So if by any chance he's got a fish finder and he's got it all tuned in, don't touch it because that's the fish that you're going to miss. Um, one of the most important things, uh, having women on board your boat, where's the head, how to properly use it, because if you're going out for a day, day and a half, even just a half day, that system gets plugged up. It's rough on you ladies. So uh, there is a little sign that uh, I've seen in boats, and we actually sell them. Uh, at a store that I know called Seabreeze. <laughs> Seabreeze is on Scott Street yeah. over in Point Loma. It's in Point Loma. Very unique store. Uh, if you're looking for a unique gift or something that you really need on the boat, it's the place to go. I've been there. Great store, but go on. It, yeah, it's been there for about 32 years, and Captain Ann Kenner, most of you people know who she is. Anyways, the little sign says, if you don't eat it, don't flush it. So be aware of where the head is and how it operates, and especially if you're going to be out there, ladies, for a longer period of time. Diana, let's take a, a break right now. Why don't we just stop you where you are and we can continue. We're speaking with Diana Simon. She is from the Coast Guard Auxiliary. She runs a class called Suddenly in Command. We're going through an outline of things that both boaters and non-boaters want to know about and hopefully no one ever wants to use it, but no one ever plans to go out and have an accident. But if it happens, you need to be prepared, and suddenly command can help you out tremendously. Hey, we're going to be back with Diane Simons, Wendy and I, but first, these commercials. You're listening to Rod Real Radio on AM540 or at rodreelradio.com. Stay tuned. Still lots more to come. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is un equaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419. Or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. Hey, our guest tonight is Diana Simons with Coast Guard Auxiliary. And before we get back to Diana, I just want to make a quick uh, note here. You know, that last promo spot that you heard was from Coach Dennis Green. And it's with great sadness that we have to announce that Dennis passed away last Thursday at age 67. For a lot of you people that may be, uh, you know, a little bit younger, you may not realize that uh, Coach Green was a coach of the Minnesota Viking and the Arizona Cardinals for over 13 NFL season. Dennis Green, though, was also an avid fisherman. You know, the Viking, uh, Green's uh, Vikings, they played in eight playoff appearances between 1992 and 2001. He reached the NFL championships in 1998 and 2000. And he led the Vikings to a 15-1 regular season in 1998. One of the greatest things about Dennis, though, is besides being a family man, he was only the second Afro-American head coach in the NFL. And he was the first Afro-American coach to go from both college to NFL football. You know, he started off in 1980. 
and service with Bill Walsh with the San Francisco 49ers. Later, from uh, 1989 to 1981, he was the head coach at Stanford. And then later, from 1981 to 1985, was the head coach of Northwestern University. Coach Green loved to fish. We had him on the show here a few years ago. He was a great interview. He loved his family. We are going to miss Coach Green. You know, I was running up just a, you know, a little uh, 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 survey on whether or not we should keep that spot on. And a lot of you said, you know, we'd like to remember Coach Green. So I think we're going to run that spot just a little bit longer. You know, we also did the same thing with Big Tuna. Bill passed away. If you want to hear Big Tuna's Bill's voice, he is a voice still on the H&M uh, landing commercials. We've edited it a little bit to make it updated on the things that you need to know. But, you know, we've got a lot of friends out there that have uh, passed away that are, were very instrumental to Rod and Real Radio. Coach Dennis Green was one of them. We will always remember him. And, uh, you know, we appreciate the time that he was with us. Hey, now let's get back to uh, Diana Simons. She runs uh, for the Coast Guard Auxiliary, a class called Suddenly in Control. And, Diana, you were going down some of the things that, uh, you know, boaters and uh, non-boaters need to know before they take off from the dock. Yeah, it's just a lot of it's common sense, but a lot of times you don't think beyond going out and catching that fish and spending the day out there having a great time. Uh, accidents do happen. You never know when, you never know where. And it's so important to be able to, if and when it does happen, you're prepared to take care of that situation. Um, man overboard, like I said, seems to be the biggest one. And uh, we do, and in the class, talk about how to be able to get a person aboard a powerboat and a sailboat. Because uh, most of the time when a person goes overboard, it sure isn't calm water, and you don't want to bring them up over the back of the boat unless you don't like them. Um, <laughs> just little things that you have to learn, you know, about how to do these. Very simple, very smart, very easy. Well, a man overboard, too, doesn't necessarily have to it isn't necessarily one of the passengers. It can be in the skipper. Yep. And if all of a sudden you found that you hit a wake, or something, and the skipper who's been driving the boat goes overboard, and you find that the boat is running, you're still running forward, and the skipper, you don't know what could have happened to him because when you get thrown out of the boat, it's uh, rather unceremoniously, and sometimes there is some physical harm that comes to the person that's thrown out. A lot of times you, when a person goes overboard, you don't realize it until all of a sudden somebody yells, man overboard, and you're, you know, you're looking. If you're on a boat or wherever and you see a person go overboard, it's your obligation to yell, man overboard, keep an eye on him, point to him, and tell people where he's at. Throw things in the water. He may not have on a life jacket, a cooler, uh, anything that floats. Give them a debris field, something to grab onto. If it's the captain, one of the things that I say to the captain, yes, it's your boat, but who's second in command? There needs to be another person on board who you trust enough to handle the boat if something happens to you. 
That person needs to be able to know how to run the boat, how to operate the radio. All the things that you do as a captain, the responsibility of keeping your passengers safe and your friends. If it's just a bunch of guys going out fishing or if it's a charter captain with a whole boat full of tourists that may never have been on a boat before. So always have a second a third, even a fourth person who you would trust with the lives of the people on board and the boat, and that they would come and look for you. Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the most basic things, uh, and I've heard you talk about it before, is a lot of the times passengers know nothing about the boat, and one of the most fundamental things is how to start and stop it. It seems like every boat, has its own idiosyncrasies when it comes to starting it. It isn't like a car where you just turn the key, uh, you know, put it in park and goes. And sometimes there's a matter of a button to push or to stop it. There's another button to put. I mean, there could be all kinds of things. And passengers, maybe even passengers that have been with you several times, they don't have the slightest idea. Yeah. One of the things I we always did on our boats, and I always like to recommend it to people that do have boats, when you get everybody on board, take five minutes and do a pre-underway check and a basic walk around the boat with them. Have your boat set up where everything has a place and everything is in its place. So when you call for a hook, you call for a blanket, you call for a drink, you call for food, you're going to know where it's at. So let the people know on board your boat where these basics items are. So when and if you need them, you could say, Joe, I need uh, the first aid kit or I need a chart. They're going to know where to find them. So introduce your people to your boat. What we did is our most junior person, we gave them our checkup list and had them take the new people around the boat so they knew where the dock lines were, where the spring line were, where the hooks were at, where the life jackets, everything that was on our boat. And so as time go on, they became familiar with it, but we made sure that everybody knew. We also, like you said, made sure somebody knew how to start the boat, how to stop the boat. Uh, very important thing on a sailboat, lady or gentleman, drop the sail if you don't know what you're doing. Otherwise, you're going to keep on moving. Um, basic, simple things about your boat and where they are. If it's a person that's afraid of the water, you're not going to put them on the outside rail. You're going to kind of put them inside, kind of keep them comfortable until they feel that they're ready to come out on the deck. Um, know how to operate the radio. It's a, it's a simple thing, but a lot of people pick it up and yell, help, 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 help. Um, there is a little decal that a lot of people have by their radios, and it gives the directions on how to do a basic, simple, mayday, mayday, mayday. 
This is Teddy Bear, Teddy Bear, Teddy Bear. I'm at this location. I've got this problem. I got this many people on board. And then you shut up. They're recording this down at the Coast Guard station. So if they have any doubts, they're going to play it back again. They're also going to have you go to a different channel so you're not tying up 16. Part of the reason they need to know what the problem is, is if it's a pump, they'll make sure they have a pump on board. If it's a medical emergency, they're going to make sure they have the neck collars, the, if it's a diabetic, if it's a person with a heart attack, make sure they have that stuff on board when they come after you. Um, location, oh my God. Yes, you've got electronics, you've got GPSs, you've got your cell phone, you've got all this fancy dancy stuff. I still say charts don't need batteries. Have the paper chart, know where you are. Even if you only do it maybe every 15 minutes, maybe every 30 minutes, know on the chart where you are. Besides your radio that you have on board, you want to also have a portable handheld. Have it charged up because if the power goes down, the only radio that's going to work is going to be your handheld. Your cell phone might work, but you're going to be lucky because the only person that you're going to talk to and know what's going on is whoever answers the phone at the other end. Your VH a VHF radio out there transmits, and there's a lot of ears out there. So if by any chance there's somebody in your area and you've, on your chart or before your GPS died, you've got your latitude and longitude, they can look it up and say, hey, he's two miles from me. I'll head over and see what I can do until help comes all right let's uh let's go down the list in uh you know the time that we have left here that uh you know things should be organized that are on your boat okay let me find that oh i gotta grab yours all okay. right some of the things you need to have on your boat we've talked about some and of we those talked about them life jackets don't do any good in the lazarettes have them in good working condition and have them on. Once you get out in the big water, as I call it, is not the time to be looking for your life jacket. These new inflatables don't weigh anything. They don't restrict you. And they work. Um, life rings. By the way, if you've got one of those horseshoes on the back of your, your, uh, your boat, be it a sailboat or power, open it up. Check it out. When was the last time the cobwebs were cleaned <laughs> out of it? Is, it? is it rotted? Is the line? Is it any good? Uh, know your radios and your directions. We talked about that. Uh, flares. This is a... Uh, a hey, let, let's stop you right here. Okay. And we're going to take a break. And uh, we'll go over the rest of the items because I know flares are very important. And there's kind of a new innovation out there. Where you know that'll take the place of fillers, and we would need to know about that. But first, 
Wendy and I, we're going to take a commercial break right now. we got Diane Simons from the Coast Guard Auxiliary going over an outline of her class, Suddenly in Command. There will be more to come. Stay tuned. We will be back after these messages. Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, Two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to HM Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619 222 1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And we do want to welcome you back to Rod Reel Radio. Hey, the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways wants to remind you, don't leave boating safety up to the other guy. Safety is everybody's responsibility, and that's what we're talking about this evening with Diane Simons uh, from the Coast Guard Auxiliary. She uh, mm-hmm. runs a class called Suddenly in Command. And, Diane, we were going over some of the things that should be in the boat, and we were getting on to one very important item that we might want to spend a little time on. Oh, yeah. Love those flares. <laughs> what, what about the uh, flares? I uh, mean, if, man, it seems like 
anytime I've had flares in, in the boat or the, um, the car, uh, you know, I put them in, they seem okay, and then maybe when doing it a check the next season or something like that, it seems like I've got some biodegrading biomass that is evolving. And then when I get that happening, I, 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 I figure, where do I take this? I just can't throw this out in the trash or dump it in the toilet. No, I know. That's a big problem that uh, we're even talking up in Sacramento with the environment environmentalist on is it's a pyrotechnic in its bought brand new stage it's considered a hazardous waste it's magnesium fire 2000 degrees it can burn your boat it can also damage you but once they expire they become considered hazardous waste the swelling on them and that um we are still working. We have called some of the fire departments. The Coast Guard don't want them. Um, the people that sell them don't want them. But I'm beginning to think that what they need to do, just like buying a battery in a car, uh, you buy tires, you take the old ones back, you buy new ones. Maybe something like that may happen. I don't know. But that's part of the reason why three... Well, yeah, what's the alternative? The alternative is what my husband did three years ago. Um, Bob also is in the auxiliary. We got tired of this problem with these. And so Bob came up with the idea for an SOS distress light. And along with his buddy, Anthony Cavelli, they designed it, got it made, and the hardest part was getting the Coast Guard approval, which we do have. It okay. is a Coast Guard-approved SOS nighttime visual distress. And what's the features, advantages, and benefits of this light? Well, for one, it doesn't burn at 2,000 degrees. It's environmentally safe. You can give it to your kids. Instead of three minutes, you've got eight-plus hours at maximum, and it will run for over 60 hours due to an accident of leaving one turned on in the trunk of my car for about five <laughs> days. So if you haven't been found in five days, um, I don't know if anything would be doing you any good. But the main reason behind it uh, was environment and the safety of the boaters. Okay. So I have a question. Sure, hon. So um, a while ago, one of our friends, um, he was on his boat in Mexican waters and had a flare gun and was arrested and had his boat confiscated. This would be a lot better to be able to take in Mexican waters so you wouldn't risk uh, losing your boat or being arrested. We do have a couple places down in um, Baja that have purchased the lights in bulk to help the American boat owners that are traveling, that when their expired flares are there, they at least have something legal on board. And the light, along with the day flag that's included with it, takes care of the night and daytime safety things that you need on your boat. And this uh, SOS light? is available at like West Marine and a lot of the Marine uh, 
uh, uh, dealers and uh, all around out. But uh, uh, also you can find it at Seabreeze. But if if you're not within earshot of any of these places, how do you find out how to get one? It's online. Okay. And you can actually buy them through Amazon. Okay. We partnered with Weems and Plath earlier this year. And those of you that are familiar with Weems and Plath knew who they, you know, knew who they are. Uh, and they've been, uh, have it also on their website too. Uh, the light has done tremendously well. The feedback that we've got with the Miami show, the Annapolis show, our San Diego show and locally uh, has been great. Parents with kids on board their boats are not afraid. The light can sit on the table where you would lock the flares away in case the kids decided to see if it was a birthday candle or whatever have you. So it, it is made in, in the United States. It was thought of right here in downtown San Diego. So well, it sounds like it's a great alternative to flares. Uh, let's uh, continue the list of uh, what else we need to uh, uh, to have on the boat okay. uh, that uh, we should go through on our checklist. Okay, one of the things I tell you guys is you don't need to carry harbor freight on board your boat. Carry only the tools that are necessary to take care of the problems that you normally have. Um, my list that I came up with that I now call skipper dues or something you might really want to think about. Skipper, I need to know how to start the boat on and off. And like you said, some boats need a little more TLC than others. Uh, do I know how to read a GPS? Can I understand what a latitude and longitude? Because when I do call for help, that's the first thing they want to know. Where are you? Okay? Uh, have your radio and your channels always on at, at Never shut the darn thing off because you never know when you need it. Uh, make sure somebody on board has had a current um, American Red Cross first aid. And make sure that your first aid kit is adaptable to your needs. Fishermen, you need cutters, you need pliers, you need things to take care of wounds. Recreational boaters... You probably need like Dramamine, aloe vera, because your biggest problem is going to be seasickness and sunshine. Um, make sure everybody has a PFD and knows how to put it on. And uh, all you guys out there, you got about time. Get a vessel safety check. They're free. They don't cost you anything. We're the good guys. We're the ones that make sure you got everything you need on board. So when the Coast Guard does pull you over, you're going to pass their test form. Just briefly, tell us, uh, you know, we hear a lot about the, this device called an EPIRB right now. What is that and uh, how important is it? There's two different types. There's the big yellow one that is normally for the boat, and that will also go in your ditch bag. There's now, and a lot of people are using them, are called the PBURP. These are small ones that attach to your vest that, when activated, gives us a way to find you as the individual person. Um, strobes and mirrors uh, are nice to have 
with you, better yet, in what we call a ditch bag, extra rope, a Gerber, I, call, I think it's called Hinderurter. It's a surrogated knife. It won't puncture your life raft if you're in it, but it will cut rope. And that's another nice thing about the SOS light. You're not going to worry about having it in your life raft. Um, first aid, if you have people on board that you know have heart conditions or diabetic, make sure their medication is with you. Bigger boats, hey, guys, have an, a, <laughs> an AED uh, on board and know how to use it. You open it up and read it. It has saved heart attacks. I did a suddenly command for the FUBAR earlier this year, and six boats ended up buying AEDs. And thank you, God, nobody needed them. Well, Diane, uh, a lot of information over here, and I actually haven't exactly started uh, scratching the surface. Let's talk about... If boaters, non-boaters want to bring there and they want to take advantage of the service and one of your classes, how do they go about doing it? My suddenly in command classes are for free. And I usually hold them over at the Southwestern Yacht Club. Um, I don't have a date right now because they're looking at the calendar. Um, I'm hopefully going to have a class in August. Uh, even though it is late in the boating season, better late than never. And uh, Okay, and how, how does someone get a hold of you so they can find out? Because if you, uh, most likely, if you can get a big enough group together, uh, you'll probably uh, set up maybe an arrangement to do a class with them, will you not? I would love to, not a problem. Yeah. Uh, my cell number is 6196. Zero nine six three zero five. But if you need to get a hold of me, go to Seabreeze and contact Captain Ann. Uh, she knows how to get a hold of me. The number at the store is six one nine two two three eight nine eight nine. And I would. I'm out there. Anybody needs me, don't be ashamed, afraid to call me. And, and Seabreeze, what kind of a store is Seabreeze? We mentioned that it has a lot of unique nautical <sighs> things. Uh, uh, just tell us a little bit about it, because if you haven't been there and you might be looking for that special gift like a sextant, you might be able to find it there. It's been around for 30-some years. It's one of Point Loma's little secrets. It's a nautical book and chart store, and we have made charts mm -hmm. and for anyone all over the world. Uh, we've sent them everywhere. We only deal in nautical things. Ladies, we have napkins, uh, napkin rings, uh, plates, things to hang on your walls, stationery. Guys, we have all kinds of books, everything from how to build it to how to run it to all the adventures and history stories that have been out there for years. Our used book section upstairs is of previously read and loved books, and the guys love to go up there. Uh, we don't serve coffee because if we did, you'd never leave. Okay. So come and see us. We're at 1524 Scott Street, Point Loma. 
And if you get to Miguel's, you've passed us. All right. Diane Simons from the Coast Guard Auxiliary, uh, uh, instructor of uh, Suddenly in Command. Thanks a lot for being with us. A lot of useful information over there. And get a hold of Diane for sure if you want your group or if you want to get to sign up to take the class because there's a lot of important stuff in no one ever thinks they're going to go out and have an accident, but it happens. Diane, thanks a lot for being with us. Thank you, John, and thank you all you fishermen out there. And, Wendy, just uh, one last time, you've got the all-ladies trip going out on the searcher. How do we get uh, information on that trip? Searchersportfishing.com, or um, I don't have Celia's phone number on hand, but you can always uh, look me up on Facebook, and I'm sure we can – Post it up for everybody to see. All right. And hey, we also want to remind our listeners that we got two great Rod and Reel Radio sponsor trips coming up. The first one's going to happen on September the 16th. We've got a two and a half day trip on the Legend. We're going up out with Captain Chuck Taft. We leave on a Friday. We come back on a Monday morning. You get two full days of fishing, your meals and your licenses and everything included. That's for $625 per angler. We've got about 14 spots sold on that right now, mm-hmm. so it's a for sure to go. You want to get in with that, especially the way the fishing is going. And then also at the end of September, I think it's September the 30th, we've got a four-day trip going down to Fish Sadrus Island. It's a fly-down, fly-back. It's $1,495. It includes your pongas, your meals, your lodging, airfare to and from the island, transport to and from the airport and everything like that. Get a hold of us here at Rod and Reel Radio or at Angler's Arsenal to find out what's happening. Well, Wendy, that's it. I wish you a great trip coming on up, uh, and I'm looking forward to a great report from you next weekend. Well, I hope to have a great report for you guys, and uh, I will be thinking about you on my first fish. All right. Thanks, Wendy. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this evening. So on behalf of Jorge at the AM540 Studios, Big big Tuna Bill, who uh, uh, is the uh, founder, with along with Eddie McEwen of Rod and Reel Radio. Ben Harvey, who's our uh, production manager here in San Diego. And you, the listeners, we want to thank you very much for being with us tonight. So on behalf of all of us, go out there and get them away. The fish are biting on both the freshwater, saltwater scene. We want to see you out in the water. Good night, everybody. We're out for now. You ain't got no ambition. You're convincing. Gone fishing. Got your hound dog by your side. That's old Cindy Lou going with you. Gone fishing. Mm -hmm. Please abide.